0: Chris, this was a Leo. huge week, massive announcement, and it, something we've all been wanting to hear for a long time. We got a trailer for Jackass Forever.
1: We did. Dude, Knoxville looks so fucking old. I, I think that's a bit. I think that's a bit, like, he maybe for, like, a quarter of the movie, he's got, um, I can't like, wait, super man. gray hair. But he looks hella old.
0: That, it, like... It, 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 it's one of those things where, like, you don't think about them. You don't think mm. about it. And then when you just just see all of them together and you just hear their yeah. stupid laughs, you're yeah. like, ah, yeah. shit. All right, I'm in. I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm going to go see it in theaters. Night one. I,
1: I didn't think they would do one because Ryan They said that they weren't going to after Dunn died, but I'm, ha- I'm so happy that they, they did. And, and now, dude, the, the skit where Aaron is, is trapped with the with the bear. That looks. That's gonna be. I can't wait to see that. Dude, that's the one, so I keep. 20.
0: I've watched the trailer a few times. The one that I keep dying laughing at is when the softball player just like drills whoever the new right. guy is in the nuts, and it just goes yeah. like fist pump. Ah, yeah. oh, can't wait. Anyways, oh, yeah. here, it's it's us jackasses now.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's we're it's back to uh, just the two of us, not not the three of us or four of us. Sorry, anymore. I'm Chris Magical. That's Julio Renoso. This is a Town Tailgate podcast um, brought to you by Around the Diamond Podcast Network. Uh, um, So, big episode this week. I think what most of you want to hear, we're going to give you the people that you give the people what they want. They want to hear us react to the stadium situation, which we will. Uh, We commented a little bit on on it on our Twitter feed, but um, we'll go into more detail on our thoughts. Again, uh, we want to reiterate for the listeners out there, we are not economists. We are not real estate investors or moguls or agents. We are not um, construction experts. We are not politicians. So we, we are don't not know, experts on this matter, but we are fans of the A's. We've done a lot of research. We've read a lot of pieces on people who are much smarter than us. So we feel like we have a pretty educated opinion on the matter, and we are going to share it. Regardless of how, I mean, if you feel a different way, we respect that, but we will give you our two cents and maybe shed some light that you have not seen. And maybe for some of you, like my uncle Mike is going to be listening to this episode. He's very excited. He's tuning in so that he can hear information about that because he doesn't want to scroll through Twitter and try to figure out what's fact or fiction. So, and if we can inform you, great.
0: To the best of our state college education (laughs) needs. Again, just reiterate, we're not experts. We're literally just that that clip of SpongeBob where Patrick Starr is, like, in a lab coat looking at, like, a beaker. That's us. Yeah. Yeah. But also, we got a couple huge series coming up. We're going to talk about those a little bit later. Um, We got some – we got major outfield problems. We got – not some, but we have major outfield problems. We're going to get to it. Yeah. But in typical fashion, Chris – the big three. If we thought our problems were worse, it could be worse. It could be every single team in the National League
1: East. Dude, what is going what on? Talking? What is going on with that division? Because like you, I remember when we did the exercise with with the Schlatters in, in our preseason um, uh, predictions and rankings. Um, we thought it was gonna be a, like a slugfest, but this is like the opposite of a slugfest. This is like. I mean, I can't. I can't think of a good analogy right now, but it's it's kind of like pathetic.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a mess. It's an yeah. absolute mess. So it's, we're gonna try to keep keep it as simple as possible. What's going on each team? And because every single team
1: is a giant clusterfuck. So um, I, I, I don't, I'm not. A, so I've heard just before you start because yeah. I want to reflect on these records. Like the, the Mets are in first, and they they have fifty wins, it's the lowest first place team in all of baseball. By a lot, by six games, um, and everyone else is 500 or below. Um, so it, if you, if I was a betting man, I would say one team makes it out of this division, Julio. And on top of that, I've heard the argument plenty times in the past. Like I think it was 2018 where the a- NL Central was like a bunch of heavy hitters and everybody thought, like, oh, like, it's going to be a slugfest, and we're halfway through the season, and um, those teams were underwhelming like this. They weren't quite this bad, but they were significantly um, lower, but they were all kind of around six games apart, Um, and they are significantly lower than the other divisions, other good teams in in the league. Um, And uh, from an NL Central fan, I heard of a fan of a team, I heard well all those teams are so good they just beat up on each other and they have to play each other all year so their record's not going to reflect that. But watch one of these team watch these teams in the playoffs. All I think there's two teams that made it and they both got knocked out in the first round. So like I'm not a believer of the theory that their record is not good because they're uh, beating up on each other. No, their record's not good cuz they're not good. Like I mean I'm sure I mean we could look at their inner division um, win loss and their outer division and it would probably reflect that.
0: It's a yeah. It's it's. Each team is uh, to put it in Sim, Sim Sim's uh, references. My favorite show of all time. Each team is pretty much like the softball episode, and each team is one of the one of the baseball players that gets something really unfortunate, weird happens to them. Yeah. let start from the top. The Mets. They are in first place, seven games above five hundred. Uh, they were they've actually kind of they haven't lived up to the rotation the expectations. Jacob deGrom's been excellent. He's been going to be the Cy Young winner again. He's hurt right now. Uh, but the rest of the rotation's been really good. Marcus Stroman kind of came into his own, Taiwan Walker was a, as a was an all-star. Uh they really have kind of picked it together with their rotation. But it's the same thing that's been going on for some time what Mets fans can tell you is their lineup is not living up to the expectations. Francisco Lindor's been Terrible, straight up. He's been terrible as a Met right now. Um, Dwight Smith Jr. was had a really good year last year, and he has been great. Pete Alonso, the you know, he's going to get you the pop, but like this team just is not there offensively. Jack if,
1: McNeil has been on and off the field, and he was their young stud um, a couple of years ago who had a lot of prospect. And then you got the Phillies,
0: who more or less the Yankees East kind of way. Great offense on paper. Um, Rotation's been pretty fine for most of the part. You know, Zach Wheeler was an all-star. He's been tearing it up this year. He's going to be a Cy Young finalist. But these assholes are not vaccinated. There's been – just this last couple weeks ago, you had Alec Baum, who was finished the second in MLB – or in NL Rookie of the Year votes last year. You have Aaron Nola and a few other guys – all testing positive for COVID. And then stories have come out that like less than half of the players have been fully vaccinated. Whereas majority of teams by this point, I think far more, like I'd say probably 80, 90% of the teams have met the 85% threshold to kind of lift those parameters. They still haven't lifted it well, because you these guys know, keep getting but hurt.
1: Julio, sorry, go ahead, go ahead.
0: No, but that's the point. It's like, look, it's like... <sighs> I'm tired of this conversation, but at the end of the day, if you're in an environment like this where, like, you can't consistently do your job because you're losing guys because of whatever their preferences are, that's, like, that's unacceptable, man. That's like mean, that's my point,
1: but when you watch the the games, but Hulu, when you watch the games, you know which teams are eighty five percent or not because the requirement for the MLB is if you're not eighty five percent, you have to wear masks in the dugout. So it's pretty obvious to which teams you know can't get their players to turn around. Look, I think it's a bad. I, I mean, it's obviously you know it's it's a big deal no matter what because you know we're trying to get the world back to normal. But I, I think it's a pretty telling sign for the anti vaxxers out there. And I know we kind of have this reputation of being a woke podcast, but whatever. Yeah, sorry, get over it. Um <laughs> uh I think it's a bad sign for the anti vaxxers when Sean Hannity has turned has changed his opinion on the matter, has gone on his show blatantly against everybody on his network to say <laughs> that people should get vaccinated. I I would say that's a pretty bad sign for uh for for if you're in the other camp. But I digress. There's more issues for more teams um, in, in this league. Keep going. Or this division. There's pr- probably the, the biggest
0: crash of them all right now, even though they still think I they're in it. I can't
1: believe this one. I cannot believe this one.
0: Uh, okay, so the Atlanta Braves. Let's start from the very beginning of the season, what's happened to them. Uh, two, uh, Three of their absolute young like stud pitchers last year, with Max Fried, Ian Anderson, and Mike Soroka. All hurt. They yeah. either haven't pitched at all or have been hurt this whole entire time. We've barely seen them on the field. And then Marcelo Zuna, who was one of their best players last year. If there was an all-star game there, he would have been an all-star. Uh, he gets a pretty catastrophic, I believe, I can't remember what his exact injury was again. But during that time when he's injured, um, he, we talked about it, beat his wife. Arrested. He
1: beat his wife. That's why he's not back. But yeah, he did. But on top of that, yeah. So
0: on top of that, yeah. And then you lost arguably one of the best players in baseball, if not the best player in baseball. Ronald Acuna tears his ACL right before the All Star Game. And despite all that, uh, because of how bad this division is, they still think they're in it, and they made they made the moves to be in there. They took Jock Peterson from the Cubs, who we were both. Really wanted the A's to try to make a move on him. We need a a lefty outfield bat. We'll talk more about that later. And then they also made a trade for former Oakland great Stephen Vogt, who deserves that term.
1: But it's like it seems like too little, too late, man. Like fucking th- legend, walk off single, 2023, game, two, ALDS legend. Anyway, keep going.
0: Yeah, but absolute train wreck. This team that was supposed to be they should have been the clear favorite for some people in this division than they haven't been and I want st- to want to put the a spin on it and want to kind of uh, go against all these bow mail haters for most of the part this team's been hurt they've lost their best player um, they've lost a lot of their starters and it shows man they're two games below 500 in a pretty crap division right and I, but i guarantee if you put Bob Melvin in this position they'd be a, they would still be above 500 team if not in first place cuz yeah, guess who, what that's what happened to them last year when they lost Matt Chapman
1: Who's uh who's their manager?
0: Want well, to say Brian Snickter?
1: That's a fun name. Um Snichter. So they're eight look, games back in their division they're also eight games back in their wild card so they must have confidence that freed um soroka and or um oh my god I'm toy totally like on the third guy what's the third guy
0: freed soroka and uh, ian
1: anderson ian anderson um they must have some confidence <clears throat> that those guys are coming back or part of them because eight games is a lot to overcome even in this shit division. Eight games no matter what. So Uh my bad.
0: Max Fried is on the team right now. Okay. Uh he has a four two nine here with.
1: Four two nine? Correct. Wow. He
0: was um, so good last year. What the fuck? Yeah, happened? yeah. I I think he's still young. There's gonna come around. Sophomore um, slot, maybe. But yeah, it was, it was um, I don't think Brian Snichter. But also a couple of uh, former Oakland greats on that coaching staff. Ron Washington, Walt Weiss.
1: What? Oh, maybe he'll take that job. Ooh, Walt Weiss. Really? That's cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, next, Nationals. Uh, Juan Soto's been I'm hurt. He's years. come back. He's <laughs> starting to catch fire. But Steven Schroesberg has been out the majority of the season. Max Scherzer, you can attest to it. He's been on and off with injuries as well. And then uh, Patrick Corbin just fell off a fucking bus.
1: And Starling Castro just got kicked off the team because he beat his girlfriend or wife or whatever it is, and that franchise ain't having it. So. And then the guy who was like their
0: kind of best player while um, Soto was struggling, Kyle Schwerber, hurt. So. And last but not least, the Marlins. Not much Mueller to say about them. Young, young guns. Their arms are really killing it for them, but also their offense is killing them. You brought, yeah, I want to want you to hey, kind of take this. listeners.
1: Let me let me give you a little stat here that yeah, I looked Take up while while We were me, prepping for this podcast today, so this is a this is an, this is why they suck, and uh, this is exactly um, the reason to um, what Julio was just saying. <clears throat> The Marlins' offense has a uh, are, is twenty seventh in the league in runs scored with three hundred and seventy two runs scored. Twenty seventh out of thirty teams, they score the third least runs in the league. But their pitching is the eighth best ERA in all of baseball, eighth. So they are a top ten pitching team and they are bottom five offensive team. That's why they suck. <laughs> and and the and and their pitchers are like young. They they have a rookie, and then they have a couple uh, second year guys who have a shit ton of promise. But it's uh it's brutal. Their offense is pretty much just Starlin Marte. Well, yeah, I
0: was gonna say so. It's like Trevor Rogers was their lone all star rookie pitcher. He's been really good He's this a year. Pitcher, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez. They're all. Good. They're, this is gonna be two like three years down the line. I think that they're, they're gonna be the. <clears throat> The team to beat in this division, yeah. But yeah, their offense sucks, man. They, yeah. They're one and two, it, which is really weird because I brought this up to you earlier. Uh, one and two in RBIs in the National League are Jose Sagulard and Adam Duvall, both on the yeah. Marlins. Just and it, it just shows you the rest of the team is just so bad they can't even yeah. cover it. It's and uh, yeah, so you know, what? this is a really depressing topic.
1: They're really hard Betting, to watch too. Like, yeah. Like so uh, that there's this new thing on MLB.tv. Um, called um, big inning, which is like red zone for baseball. I was watching last night. It's fucking tight. I love it. Um, so they had them, they had the Marlins game on there for a little bit, and there it's just it's it's tough to watch them play baseball. It's like watching a uh, it's like watching a, a high school team. Now,
0: Chris, we're both betting men. You yes, got to pick one team to take this division. Who do you got?
1: Oh. Uh, that's a tough one. If if Ian Anderson and Mike Soroka are coming back, I like the Braves because I think that Freddie Freeman can get out of his funk for at least two months for them to make a run. Um, but, uh, I don't know. So, uh, like, you want to say the Mets have a lot of star power, but they kind of don't have a lot of star power. Like, they have a lot of star power because they have a lot of – Famous people on their team, and I think that's the best way I can explain it because it's it's New York. So like, Pete Alonso gets a lot of a lot of love because he's because he's the star that plays in New York. But like, I don't, I mean, there's no one else on their offense that I really trust, especially not Lindor anymore. Um, yeah, there's just no one reliable there. But their pitching so good, I don't know. Yeah, I there's too much talent on Atlanta. Ozzie Albie's, Freddie Freeman. Uh, I mean, even without Ozuna, they have, like, a lot of depth, too. I, I, I like them. If they can get their starters back, I like them. So I had a – oh, crap. I forgot they got Tanner Rourke.
0: Um Mike's Soroka is, like, done, done because he's coming back from that Again? Achilles. Again, this is his second year. Well, because oh, he tore yeah, his Achilles. He's,
1: he's still out, right? He's still out. For yeah, this year. so he's yeah. not
0: going to be coming back up. Um, <clears throat> Ian Anderson – That's right. I totally blanked on that one. Was pitching – and he was actually pitching throughout the year, so uh, I'm gonna fact check myself and say it. sorry folks for that one. Um, but he he hasn't kind of looked at the high. I, the- I
1: thought I saw him like I thought I saw him on MLB.tv uh like a, like a month ago in a game, but but I was like, oh maybe yeah. I'm wrong.
0: Um but yeah, there's a lot of stuff oh, so that's gonna just be playing going bad? on. <clears throat> yeah, there's just they're,
1: not. They're four and a half out of their
0: division. I'm going to say because you can never count them out the Nationals. Hmm. Um take a swig of my beverage real quick. <sighs> Brought to you by Lagunitas. Anyways, I think they still have a, a fighter's chance in it because you have easily the best player in that whole division there with Juan Soto. Al Schwarber comes back healthy and you can keep hitting the way he was before he got hurt. That's great. Uh, Max Scherzer is starting to kind of heat up again. He's being healthy. And then Strasburg, he's been on and off this whole entire year. He's been more or less injured this whole season. And if he can come back and be anywhere effective, you still have a lot of that core team who's in there. Trey Turner's been awesome throughout the year. I
1: I'd still Trey think... Is always awesome. Yeah,
0: I think they still have a pretty good chance of taking this
1: division at the end of the day because,
0: like, I, I don't think... It's anybody's division, except the Marlins,
1: but... I was just... You answered it, but I was just going to ask you and do a fun exercise. Who do you think is the best player in this division? Like, yeah, Soto. You just said you think it's Soto, so... I would, I would I would argue that it's Jacob degrom but unfortunately in baseball you need offense um pitchers yeah so Jacob degrom he rakes well I mean what oh no, he's no like for
0: a pitcher he like hits yeah but really I mean well.
1: like you need a player that plays every day in order to I think get you through this so you think it's one soda I would think that it's a very um close second. Um, would be Freddie Freeman, but definitely not this year. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, wait, maybe Juan Soto can will them through. They're six games back in their division, nine and a half back in the wild card. Frederick? Um, Frederick! Yeah. When does... Okay, so Scherzer's... Hmm, yeah, I mean, they need really need Corbin to get back to some version of form, you know?
0: Yeah, if he... if Yeah, that's the, that's the big if... You know, let's stop talking about mediocre baseball. Let's talk about some yeah. pretty damn good baseball. You know what, Gi- Giants fans will listen to this. Hey, guess what, guys? This is your moment. We're talking about your team, one of the biggest rivalries in baseball. Have a huge you're welcome, su- Uncle Mike. Yeah, there you go, Mike. Uh, <laughs> Mike. I <don't laughs> know to say it like that, but um. Anyways, Giants Dodgers series is going on now. We both have it on the background. It is currently three-two Giants in the top of the ninth. Kenley just hit a home run off
1: of Kenley in the ninth. It was pretty intense. Um, Oh, boy! But they're but they're in L.A., so they get a last at bat. So we'll see what's up. Yeah, it's Um, been an
0: awesome series so far.
1: Yeah, my Giants Uh, fan friends are always like, "How can you not talk about how good the Giants are doing?" And like. I don't know. I mean, because there's just other shit to talk about, like you know, like I gave an example. It was like a couple weeks ago. I was like, "Well, the big story of this week is the All Star Game, so we're not going to talk about the Giants, you know, like things like that." I don't know. So you're you're welcome. Kevin Gosman, man. What's do talk dope. about Kevin like Gosman? I like him. He's dope. He's-
0: Anyways, uh, game one was Monday. It was a seven-two Giants game. Pretty easy, peasy game for them. And then last night. uh... Will Smith, Big Willie Sile was the hero. Hit a, a three-run walk-off to mm. get the win for the Dodgers. Um this has been awesome. It's been some really good baseball between two really, really <clears throat> good teams. These are this other. is a
1: series that I've been watching full like games all the way through. Like I always like to like kind of put the Dodgers on every once in a while when I can get them. Um, I typically don't watch the Giants. I'll just like I'll Tune in every once in a while and see some highlights. But I've been watching these full games through because they've been they've been good ones. Um and I mean it's more or less a battle for 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 first. I mean they're I mean the Dodgers are one game back, yeah. So if they win today, they're tied for first. Um which Wilmer Flores just got walked. So oh, it's Donovan Solana. That looked like Flores. Looked I'll take your them. word for it, but but uh all right. Anyway. Um so yeah, that's what also what makes this this uh, series so interesting. Um but yeah, I I just think that the, the these two teams are the two best teams in baseball. So they deserve their credit in my opinion. Um that's also why I wanted to talk about them. Um Chris Taylor is having an insane year. I did not see that coming. Um the Dodgers pitching is kind of weird, right? Like, I there's no there's hurt. no one yeah there's no one really like they're still trying to figure it out. But even the guys that are healthy, they're they're not really like convincing this year. Like, I wonder what that is. Walker
0: Bueller's been awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. Walker's been pretty kick ass. Um, Kershaw was been pitching good. Not yeah. like you know he's not gonna. I don't think we're ever gonna see vintage Kershaw anymore. But he still pitched pretty good, and he's yeah. hurt right now. Trevor Bauer was good, but then, you know, punch, punch. Uh-huh. Um, Dustin May, Tommy He's John. Hurt. Julio oh, Aureus yeah. has been awesome. Yeah, Urias
1: has been really good. That's true. So All right. there are some rumors
0: that the Dodgers are going to be pretty aggressive at the trade deadline with getting some starters uh, because at the end of the day, it's like, look, the Giants aren't going anywhere. And there are rumors that I think the Giants are definitely going to be some big-time players. There are rumors of them going after Starling Marte from the Marlins. They're definitely going to get some bullpen arms, especially after we saw last night. Um, it, it's going to be interesting, but I think it's still at the end of the day, man. The Dodgers are still pretty beat up. They're missing Corey Seager. Mookie's been um, whatever. Co- Cody Belger's been a massive disappointment this season.
1: Yeah.
0: And if they get those guys back, I think they, this is still their division to win.
1: But He's like that though, dude. Cody Bellinger, he'll have one good season, then he'll have like a, an average, like above average one, and then he'll just completely shit the bed, and then he has an MVP yeah. season. Like he, it's just like a, it's a weird little pattern that he does.
0: Now you can make the same argument for the Giants though. Uh, Evan Longoria is going to be coming back pretty soon. Uh, former Oakland great Tommy La he's been uh, getting he's been some BP in. Uh, yeah, he's been out this whole season, but he's going to be coming back pretty soon and and actually playing out there for the Giants. So. All, and you know uh, Buster Posey was out he's back Brandon Crawford's back uh, and like dude if, if you can put Starling Marte in the outfield and you put him out there with with Stremski and then Alex Dickerson and left and if you can put an infield of like you know Longoria Crawford uh, La and then have a rotation of guys at first whether it's like Jason Va- Vosner or, or Brandon Belt and Posey Damn, man, it's a, that's a really good unit. And then Joey Bart. We've been hearing Joey Bart, 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 fucking for the last three years.
1: I still don't think he comes up this year, man. I really don't. I don't see it. He came up last year for a minute.
0: Maybe at least some some reps. But, like, yeah, I think this is there – they're not a joke. And it's just – it's the only thing that makes it so weird is there's nobody besides Kevin Galsman and, and then Brandon Crawford where you're just, like, scared. Where you're like, oh, I don't want to see that guy.
1: Buster is hitting, th- what, 320-something? I mean, like, I would be pretty afraid of him if I was an c- opposing pitcher. Yeah. And Yaz is starting to, arguably the best player, starting to put it, put it together now. I mean, the dude's got 15 home runs. He's missed half the season. He's hitting, like, 220-something. But, I mean, you would think that'll go up a little bit.
0: I did it, folks. I got Chris to say some nice things about the Giants.
1: And that'll be I the end it. of it.
0: So, I'm looking Actually, at... Actually, here, to, to wash that off, say a bad thing about Giants fan. Real quick.
1: I mean, half of them don't even know who's on this team. So, like, I was hanging out with Giants fans this, this past weekend, and one of them just immediately, the first thing, just comes in extra hot on me. What is it is about Gi- – yo, Giants fans, for real. What is it is about you guys and just, like, coming in, like, super hot with the first statement? Like, like if you want to ask my opinion on some, some baseball things, like, just fucking ask my opinion. You don't have to, like – like, so this dude comes up, he goes, so is it going to be the Portland A's or the Vegas A's? And I just go – what like like whoa dude like all right that's a little bit of a sensitive subject and you're you're kind of jumping the gun there and I was like do you know that your team was dealing with a relocation situation back in 1992 I bet you don't even know that do you know that the A's were this close to being the Tampa Bay A's and then like my other friend oh the like, Giants Tampa Bay Giants my uh or sorry yeah yeah Tampa Bay Giants um and and my other friend was like Whoa man, like what, what don't be so defensive. I'm like, dude, you you came you fucking came in just like with all the smoke on me and you're gonna get you're gonna get all mad when I come back? Like don't throw it at me if you don't expect to get it back. That's all I'm saying. Let's go. So I want to talk about the, yeah, the Dodgers go real quick.
0: Dry clean your Patagonia. Anyways, go on.
1: I, I wanna talk about the Dodgers real quick. So would you say that they're probably looking for like a heavy hitter, like starting pitcher <clears throat> to replace Bauer? Because there's not any really big guns, maybe Kyle Gibson, you could argue is that, but there's not any like real, like, like blow them out of the water. Like, like moves to be made for a starter.
0: That actually, that's actually really, that's a fucking excellent fit for the Dodgers would be Kyle Gibson.
1: Kyle Gibson. I agree. Yeah.
0: I actually would, I really would really love that for them. If they were to pull that off. Um, I know there are some rumors about the, uh, reunions with King Kenta, Kenta Maeda. um, the obviously, very rumors. I know some people are like, if the Nats fall out and they want to just sell Max Scherzer and they can, I, I feel like they'd be a, a big team who would try to go after them.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Um,
0: but, yeah, dude, that's – <clears throat> Kyle, I, I think that if I had to do my hot take right now, yeah, I could see Kyle Gibson as a Dodger. Especially yeah. if it's – I think he's on a contract year. So it's like if this – Bauer thing kind of blows over. I don't think it's going to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then cool. This is kind of our rental guy. We have Bauer for the rest of the time, but we'll see.
1: He was spotted hiking in uh, Zion with his. I guess she's his agent. I don't. No one really even knows anymore. Um. Uh, not too long ago. So he's yeah. hiking. That's what he's doing.
0: Yeah. Well, he can go take a hike up. Dick Mountain.
1: Anyways, let's move it's on. So let's, positive. The, let's let's move let's to Let's move that. on to the last big three. A Celebration of Women. Ladies and gentlemen, we had the first ever women's all women's broadcast for um, a Major League Baseball game. It was the YouTube Game of the Week, which if you for those of you who don't know because maybe you're at work and you don't realize it, every Wednesday YouTube does a Game of the Week. It's typically a day game. Um, it's nationally televised on YouTube. Anybody can watch it. Um Um, MLB Network kind of puts it on, and that was the uh, game this week. It was broadcast um, by Melanie Newman, who works. She is a broadcaster for the uh, Baltimore Orioles organization. She did the play-by-play with Sarah Langs, who was the analyst. Um, uh, Alana Rizzo was the on-field reporter, and the pregame show was hosted by Heidi. How do you say her last name? Watney? Watney. Heidi Watney and Lauren Gardner. And Lauren Gardner. I have a massive crush on Lauren Gardner, by the way. I just want that to be known for the listeners. Um, it was cool. I mean, I didn't watch it because it was on. This was actually a night game. Uh, well, night ish. It was on like 4 um, p.m. Um, Pacific time um, because it was on during the NBA Finals. Um but I, me and Julio watched some highlights, and I will say it was pretty impressive. Melanie Newman is great. How she doesn't have a play-by-play job is insane to me because she was so good. No, time out. She does. For, you said she does for Baltimore, right? But I think she's a. I believe she's an on-field. She's like a, a sideline reporter. I could be wrong, but I don't really watch. any yeah, or I'm Orioles games for. Yeah, she does play-by-play. Play. Well, great. She's good at it. <laughs> so that's awesome um but uh uh yeah yeah it was it was it was um it was interesting um your thoughts Julio uh one
0: awesome absolutely love it um uh, it reminded me of this tweet that was going viral because there's nothing more toxic than basketball fans of like oh who is your go-to basketball commentator and it it was like the worst of the worst it was like Mark Jackson, Kendrick Perkins, Nick Wright, like no, and everyone's like Doris Burke, obviously, like obviously it's them. So I would, I didn't. Someone you know, like Chris said, said
1: Mark Jackson, really?
0: Or it was like a it was like a pyramid, like a
1: you pick one of them, whatever. People um, don't say enough how good Steph Curry is. I mean, one day he's gonna be down. one of the greats. Hand down, hand down. I mean. That's, hey, a hey. That's a foul. That's a foul. Okay, Mark, why is it a foul? It's a foul. Hey, Mark, what do you think about hot Cheetos? Like, what's the deal? There's kids in the locker rooms. They're just... People don't talk enough about hot Cheetos. I'm telling you. One day, we're going to see in the Hall of Fame the greatness of the hot Cheetos. Mama. Anyway, we can move on. There goes the Cheetos. Anyways, the whole point of saying this is like...
0: um. Women have been ignored in sports so for... Yeah, I hate us, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, w- women broadcasters, women analysts have been kind of ignored for a long time. Yeah. Unfortunately, Doris Burke is, is an absolute legend when it comes to basketball. Uh, you can. She's easily the smartest person in every
1: conversation she has in every
0: play-by-play. And, um,
1: and I think and that's she's, something... And she's very upfront and very honest about it. She's not afraid to, like, you know... Call out inefficiencies like a lot like uh, uh, Jeff Van but anyway. Yeah. Continue.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly, and um, I think that's something that like we all. I think as basketball fans, everybody loves her. Everybody absolutely appreciates her because she's the like one, if not the best, she's one of the absolute best at what she does. Um, and the whole reason I bring it up is it's like we have the same talent in baseball. Yeah. We obviously you would talk about Melanie Newman. She's she's been doing play by play for the Orioles for I think she started last season she's doing it this year what I want to start seeing come out of this
1: she was a member of the Orioles broadcast team
0: I would love to start seeing more of an actual effort to not have them being the only people who are to do this start establishing some more avenues that allow for women who already because like let's be real in baseball if you want to be a woman in broadcasting you're either going to be doing the pre-show or the on-field stuff you're railing in the booth like you need to start having better ways of building that pipeline to eventually build them into that space um and i'm hoping this is a start of this is the start of it all um but that being said mlb come on you got to give it a better game than the rays and the orioles
1: the yeah hold on i just want to touch on your last thing I do feel like a hypocrite though because I hate Jessica Mendoza, but I also hate her Agreed. because she's not yeah. good at her job. It's not because she's a woman; it's because she's yeah. not good at her job. Where this just, broadcast, just, it, was, it was, it was, it was, it was talent all around. It was, it was a lot different. Like there was great, it was great. In uh, her defense,
0: ESPN broadcast outside of Maddie V is a total train wreck.
1: No, I mean, it, Alex Rodriguez has that job, and Alex Rodriguez is not – he is not an a, a in-game guy. <clears throat> he should have stayed – hold on. He should have stayed in the studio because he's great in the studio. His relationship with Big Poppy and Keith Hernandez, they're funny. They, they give you, like, really good brief analysis, which is what you want in a pregame and postgame show. You don't want, like, long, like, you know, like deep dives into how pitching works and shit like that. Alex Rodriguez in the game is so fucking boring. I mean, it's just – I used to play quarterback in high school. You know, I could have gone pro. Yeah, he's terrible. Um, anyway, what were you going to say?
0: Oh, that was it. Just, oh. you know, more of this, please.
1: Yeah, that was great. But it it, yeah, and also a better game than the Rays and Orioles. But I, will, I was saying to Julio before this, I mean, they probably did the Orioles because Melanie Newman is the Orioles broadcaster. So it just it made sense. All right, moving on to A's news. Um, this weekend, um, a little bit disappointing. Uh, we uh, only won one of a three series to um, the Cleveland um, baseball team. Um, a little unfortunate, but we did sweep the Angels in two-game sweep um, this Monday and Tuesday, so that's good. Uh, sorry, John, but your Angels suck. Um, Julio. Schwindel. Schwing!
0: DFA. It's it's no no longer time to get Schwindy. Yeah. Yeah yeah. You know he lasted
1: he lasted a couple weeks, which is cool, and he you know did his job ish. But uh, home run in his first at bat. We're all gonna remember that. <clears throat> but uh, yeah,
0: DFA picked up by the Cubs. Best of luck. Hope you get Schwindy over there.
1: I mean the fact that he in the Schwindy a- City. Hey, look at that. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Couple of Schwindy's cutting it up. Um, so uh, uh, I mean, the fact that the only reason why he made this team is because the insane injuries that we we're having. So like, you know, it. When he came up, I remember I texted you like, "Who is this guy? Like, wh- where where did he come from?" Um, so it is what it is. Um, this is going to be the funnest um, subject of uh, of this segment. But not so, really.
0: But sorry, on. Uh, fun, yeah, fun's
1: a, fun was a poor choice of words um, Most interesting So, uh, Chris Beerman, the new um, athletics beat writer Took over for Alex Coffey, AKA, Um, He is the uh, Bay Area Sports Guy That's where he came to fame Had bayareasportsguy.com And then the athletic picked him up um, He's also the co-host of the Candlestick Chronicles um, For Blue Wire Podcast With my homeboy, Kyle uh, Madsen Shout out Kyle, Sac State alumni um, he wrote an interesting piece, um, more or less saying that the A's, it's time for them to move on from Stephen Piscotti, hometown hero. We all love the guy. He had an amazing season 2018. 2018. Um, I don't know, Julio. I, 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 I would agree with him, but um, I, I think you would, would as well. Yeah, so, it, the, so the
0: the headline of the article is just saying, like, even with Canna back, that out, it's a major glare that, like, they need outfield help yes. big time. And uh, towards the back of the article is when he kind of starts talking about the Piscotti situation because, yeah, we we hate to kind of talk about this. You know, hometown guy, uh, you know, everything he's done for ALS organizations and everything his family's had to go through. uh, And that was such a magical
1: year in 2018. Like, just he came back. Yeah, when they traded for him. The teams did, like, a really great thing. They traded for him, bring him home. He had an amazing season. Yeah. Yeah, and he was awesome that year. I want to say he hit something like 27 25. home runs, 267 batting average. Yeah, that pretty 267. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. He had a wrist injury after that, and he hasn't been the same guy since. He realize hasn't come to through. There's something about ace players with wrist injuries that really cursed him. Yeah. Um, but he brought up the point, like, you know, this might be time where if you have to make a move for somebody – uh, and you need to kind of put somebody on the chopping block, he might be the guy. If that does happen, though, there is a buyout. The buyout will be a little pricey. Um, he's going to be making close to $7.6 million next year, and then there's a $1 million buyout in 2023, so it's not going to be cheap. So pretty much your best option is if you're going to get an upgraded outfield, you're going to have to throw him along with that. But it's like, who's going to want him? So you have to, have to really up the price. Or you but really wh- have to throw in some guys who want them.
1: But why can't you keep him and he can be the fourth outfielder? That's what I don't get. He's a he's a relatively, for what he was when he signed that contract with the Cardinals and what we got out of him in 2018, he's a pretty cheap team-friendly deal. And we got him for insanely cheap. In 2018, 2019, you know, the years when he was somewhat successful. So, why not just keep him? He, he's a better option than Seth Brown. All right, let's play this game real quick.
0: <laughs> Steven Piscotti. Okay, let's say we got a third outfielder and we're going to talk about a third, like our third guy, everyday yeah. guy, and yeah, we'll yeah, talk so. about our options afterwards. So, this is a fourth outfield spot. So, Steven Piscotti or Seth Brown? You say Piscotty. Yes. Agreed. Uh, Piscotty, Tony Kemp.
1: Well, Tony Kemp's utility.
0: Besides the so, point.
1: So he... Right, Stephen Piscotty because he's got an arm. He can, He's a better defender. Okay.
0: Piscotty, Chad Pender.
1: Chad Pender. Okay. Right. But Chad Pender's hurt right now. We don't know yeah, when he's but, coming yeah, back. Well, that's, so yeah. that means Tony well, Kemp well, is the go-to utility guy. He plays wherever you need him. He, uh, pinch hit. That goes in there, blah, blah, blah. So um, who's our fourth outfielder now? Seth Brown. Cool. He fills that spot. That's my True, logic. But right? le- That's my yeah, logic lo- right now, because the trade deadline is now. The trade needs to happen now. We need to get a guy yeah. right now. So then But next what's man gonna up, happen in what's gonna happen in what? But
0: let's let's say mid August Pinder comes back, right? So now you're gonna have your three everyday outfielders. Um, who you know, Ramon um Ramon Canna, Mike Trout. And then <laughs> you're gonna fucking right. And then you're you're every day in Enfield. you got Chappie, uh Chappie, Elvis, Jed Kemp, and Ollie, and then you have Pinder, who's gonna be kind of the roaming wherever you need him to play. And then you're gonna have the two catchers. I think uh the math off the top of my head, beep, 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 beep. beep. Beep beep
1: beep,
0: beep, beep, beep 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 That's eleven players right there and then you have to have your remaining sixteen guys are gonna be a rotation and pen. So it's like <clears throat> I'm just saying like I would off all those guys I named off I think the only guy I'd rather have would be Seth Brown.
1: Okay. So I would I would I'm sorry, I would rather get rid of would be Seth Brown. Okay, so Jacob Wilson is on the roster right now. So yeah, he's, in theory, Pinder comes back, he takes that spot. Seth Brown is still on the roster. Um, We get a new guy, the actual third outfielder. He takes Seth Brown's spot. So Piscotti's still on the roster as the fourth outfielder. And then you have Pinder and you have Tony Kemp as the rotating um, utility players.
0: See, that's the thing, though. Even um, if you just compare – like. If you compare, like, I hate to say this, like, um, Seth Brown and Piscotti's stats, like, Seth Brown's still better.
1: It feels it's, like every time sucks. Seth Brown, it feels like every time Seth Brown has a big at bat when you need him to get a hit, he strikes out. Yeah, but he's a rookie. Like, he's a, hitting. He's a fucking twenty-eight year old rookie. He's hitting. He's hitting two. He's hitting. Or sorry. Oh, he's twenty-nine. He's hitting one something. One ninety-eight. He's got eleven home runs. Great, but he's hitting one ninety-eight. <coughs>
0: Here, let's let's do. A... He
1: struck out fifty four times this season. I mean, Piscotty's gonna do better than that, and he's gonna he's gonna play better outfield.
0: Okay, When he's well, in the what's...
1: outfield, it's like it it no one runs on us. Okay, what uh what'd you say?
0: South Brown's batting average was one ninety eight. Cool, Piscotty's one ninety
1: six. How many games? Oh yeah, How many well, at-bats? At yeah, dude, dude, I'll
0: straight up say this. I'll straight up say this. I think if you put them in the same amount of games played, seeing how Piscotti's been this year and seeing how he was for a good chunk of last year, I still think Seth Brown might be the, the better option. I I don't want to say that. But the veteran
1: experience also doesn't come into play with you at all? I mean, kind of.
0: I mean, fuck. Okay. At this point, you could. Well, because look. Okay. All right. So the rumor is also too that. Well, also like. Oh, the Giants Mitch won.
1: <clears> one <throat> or two. Oh wow, good for them. Took the series three games
0: one. Anyway. Good for them not. Um, uh, but also like, he's not the best outfielder, but like Mitch Moreland plays outfield too. So. Like.
1: I don't know, man. I think. I mean. I guess we have to. We have to get someone first to really have this conversation legit but I just I mean it's so you put them in a trade package like I just don't know how lucrative that is uh, it's dumping the contract but I don't know who would want to take that yeah I don't I don't know I don't know yeah interesting yeah. piece um, of writing though Beerman I will I will tell you I enjoyed it
0: now let's do our hypotheticals of like who you think would be the best fit for the team so this is what we're going to do real quick we're going to try to speed this up we're running a little longer here um give me your shoot for the stars player give me your uh this isn't much of an upgrade player and then give me your like okay that makes the most sense guy
1: for the outfield right
0: uh yes outfield
1: okay so for the outfield let me pull these up first just have them in front of me okay so i think the best fit outfield wise is joey gallo absolutely because he's a great right fielder he's got a very nice arm you fit in perfectly home run hitter, bring some runs home which is something that we're lacking because Chappie has not been Chappie this year um also um sean murphy is very streaky so just someone who can who can and a lefty and a lefty so someone who could so then you move olsen to to the three hole gallo hits four mitch Moreland hits five and that's just a lot of power in the middle lineup you have to trust that at least that hopefully one of those guys is going to get at least a, a double to bring, to bring some runs home. And I just feel really confident about the middle of the order. Um, and Ramon and, and Jed leading it off. Um, especially the way Jed's playing again, Jed's so streaky this year. Isn't that kind of weird?
0: Yeah. He's a 36, 37 year old ap- player. Of course.
1: <laughs> I know, but he's always a misconsistent. Anyway, I digress. Um, I would say, so then the second one was, um, like pipe dream. No, Joey Gallo, no,
0: the first one's the pipe dream. And I think Joey Gallo is the pipe dream.
1: I think Oh, really? I think that that's the best fit. That was I said the best fit. Well more okay. Well well yeah.
0: Well my argument would be I don't see the Rangers trading in division for the third time and then they're also trading their best player in the division. Their for, best player
1: that's off contract in a year and if you can get some interesting prospects out of it like I don't know. I don't know who their shortstop is now, but like Logan Davidson or like uh, AJ Isaiah Kana they, Kana could, they could use some more arms too. Um, and you really load it up um, that trade package um, with prospects that are going to be up in a year or two. Then so I think who- that intrigues them. I mean, you we've. I mean, it's not just the three in the past year and a half. Uh, we uh, we kind of have a history of trading with the Rangers uh, quite a bit. So who's your
0: pipe dream then? <laughs> now I'm
1: interested. Byron Buxton's my pipe dream. I don't think that happens. At Ooh, all. yeah, that's a fucking. I don't think. I don't think there's a fucking shot in hell that the Twins in general trade him. He's kind of like. Well, no, I don't franchise. know if you saw the
0: story, but they're currently working on extending him, and if they can't
1: work on an extension with him, they're going to trade him. Hmm. So. He's been like the face of their what, or, what, or actually the future face of their franchise was going to be the future face of their franchise for like five years now. He can't stay. He can't stay healthy. I know. Oh,
0: you want to know a really crazy stat? Tight, I, I,
1: f- I fuck with that.
0: You want to know a really crazy stat? Would be is um since 2018, Aaron Judge has played more games than Mike Trout. Really? Yeah. Wild, right? Uh, and then Mike who- Trout, Byron Buxton. You mean? No, no, no. I'm just saying that. I will just uh, speaking of players to get hurt. Oh. More than we think they do. Gotcha. Um, it's Guess Mike Trout. It's because he has no neck. But um, so who's your like? Just don't do it, player. Then
1: uh, Starlin Marte does not fit our team at all. That would be really weird. I I wouldn't. I would not understand that whatsoever. Because um, we don't need speed. Um, he's a great contact hitter, but in the Coliseum, how much does that do you? Um, yeah, that would be weird. I would be upset about that. <clears throat> but everybody else on the market, I could, you know, I, I would be. It would be like, ah, all right, cool. Like Mitch Haniger, Cole, Cole Calhoun, Eddie Rosario, Charlie Blackman, all these guys. Like I'd be like, all right, stop cool, naming that, people that, off because I want to make sure you don't better. cover my guy. Okay, I'll stop. Oh, I'm right. like, you know, that makes us better. All right, so what's your uh, best fit? So my, oh, I want to, I want to get to the best fit last. Um, okay. Because right. I
0: think it actually is well, like, just I think go this is, say, I think whatever. this is gonna happen. Okay. Uh, Pipe dreams, Chris Bryant. Um, pipe dreams, Chris Bryant. He yeah. he plays a ton of outfield, and then third base. Give Chappie a day off. Contract year, he Go all in. Int-
1: but the thing is, he could be an interesting package with, um, with Craig Kimbrell. So like that's why I don't think it's completely out of, out of like. The You're just gonna have to give up a lot. You would, you would, but it could be worth a lot.
0: It could, yeah. And yeah. I I I think I totally agree. I think this is kind of the year. You really like we last year should have been the year to go all in, but I think this year they kind of need to, yeah. Um, my just don't do it because it's gonna be more of the same. It's Robbie Grossman, um, yeah. lefty bat. He's he was really hot for a second with the Tigers, but it's like he's gonna come to Oakland, it's gonna be the same exact thing that we either re- already have before,
1: yeah,
0: or might be a little bit worse. But I think the player that after kind of looking over it makes the most sense. And there's a history there, and all this other stuff. Andrew Benatendi. Um, He's actually been playing uh. some pretty good. He's playing some pretty good ball with the Royals lately. Um, he's got he has that been championship, all season,
1: respectively. Yeah. I would say.
0: Yeah, he's got that championship championship pedigree. As a part of that 18 Red Sox team, he's a lefty. He can play left and right field. Um, and, to, and the A's and Royals recently have a trade history together. So to me, that makes the most sense. In terms of like, what moves would the A's actually make, and then it makes the most sense for that lineup because they need some lefty bats out there. They need another reliable outfielder, and there were was already some rumors about that trade going down the off season. But I think now's the yeah. time you got to do it. And I would and like obviously that would
1: ten home runs, pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, pretty he's pretty been he was hurt for a minute, but um, and he he's on contract till twenty twenty three, so we get two more seasons out of him.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, if this is not the year to blow it up, then, and, I, and I'm pretty sure he's got a pretty team friendly deal.
1: Have you seen um, him in uh, in rumors and whatnot? He's no, he's he's not. He's a, he's up for arbitration every year, pretty much.
0: He was rumored this past off season before yeah, he got traded to Kansas City. I have And seen him in it makes rumors. sense because look what look what happens if if Kana leaves, then cool, he's gonna be the everyday left fielder for the next couple years.
1: But I haven't and seen then, him in in-season rumors. That's why this is like kind of no, not, coming out of left field. Um. Yeah, but just because there's no, I'm starting that rumor. Okay. I didn't know you had some weight.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got almost 500 Twitter followers. You're goddamn right. We got that
1: weight.
0: <laughs> hey, how oh, that didn't go out well. Anyways, I think it's time for a break.
1: Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We're gonna come back. We'll talk about the stadium, and then uh, we'll start. We'll stop chowing your ear off. So stick around and we'll be right back. (sighs) Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Um, Good news, bad news. Um, A lot to take in with this meeting. Um, There was two hours of public comments I did not listen to all two of those hours. And if you did, God bless you. Uh, Casey Pratt, I'm sure as hell did. Um, but, um, I don't know. So from what I read and a few that I heard, the first against public, um, comments were very inaccurate in terms of, um, credibility. um, they were clearly very, um, financially motivated. So that means that some organization that benefits from the A's not going to Howard Terminal kind of sounds like they were, uh, maybe paid by those people or other yeah. things. So I listened
0: to like the first hour of it and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it is, <clears throat> it sounded very scripted. I'll tell you straight yep. up. Now, some people did have some actual points, which were, you know, the port of Oakland brings a lot of revenue for the city. Which I think there's, I don't know how much argument you can make at that point, especially with the Howard Terminal stuff, with everything that's come out. Other ports in Oakland, yes, but Howard's Terminal is a different story.
1: Um, it, and other people are like... Yeah, Brody kept saying that. He kept on tweeting like, this is just everything they're saying is so squeaky.
0: Yeah, so it sounded very, very paid off. But um, it, it reminded me a lot. For those of you who watch Parks and Rec, whenever they would do the the <laughs> city council episodes, it sounded a lot like that. Except there wasn't a Star Wars Marvel filibuster back there, in there.
1: Uh, hi, yeah i i uh, I went to this park, and uh, in front of the water fountain, it said "Do not drink this water." So I drink it anyway, and I got sick, and I had the runs for two months. It's like, well, wait, so you ignored the sign? <laughs> It's me.
0: They, they uh, sound a lot <laughs> like uh city council member guy, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but yeah, it was um, the, the first 45 minutes is a lot I'm of cringe, sure. but then you can, you started hearing um a lot of people who were like, who were a part of like the organization of like working at the stadium, started calling in um, yeah. kind of like the pride of having the A's. There was a, one guy, I can't remember his name specifically. But he talks about, like, yeah, I have a lot of pride that this team is from Oakland and a lot of stuff. And I was really close to calling in, but I feel like I just don't – what am I going to say? I'm like, hey, I don't – I've never lived in Oakland. Yeah, I spent
1: also, I was going to say, like, I don't I don't think that would – you know, you don't, you don't live there. You never have. I don't – Well, know.
0: my point was going to be it's like, hey, it's not just what this team means to just this city and the e- economic impacts it has on the city, but just to the greater East Bay. Think about – um, you know how how much ins- one how much inspiration that's kind of inspired for all these kids growing up out there. Look about all the whole you can pull up a list of these legendary baseball players who've all sure. come from the East Bay. Um, Troy Tulawski, yeah, tr- Troy the East Bay.
1: Uh, he's from Santa Clara, but he's a diehard A's fan. He that's rep- right, hard, yeah.
0: Um, but like also too, just like how much revenue if you were to build the stadium. It would bring in from those cities who would be coming in here. And then plus you think about like, yeah, it's just, it, but it's like also like, I don't live in this city anymore, but go on. We're, we're, what was going to be the next
1: point? Are we just going to keep talking? Oh, I thought you were going. Oh, uh, um, no, I, 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 I it's, um, uh, it is. So, yeah, a lot of that sounded very fishy. Um, and then, you know, there was um, pro for the site people who came on and everything I read on Twitter, I was not listening on that part was um, that it sounded very credible, and they made very good points, and um, they also got very deep into the logistics with it, and they kind of recommended ways in which to make it work. Um, At the end of the day, the city chose to... So, okay, let me just fill in the listeners, for people who might not know, on um, the logistics of of, uh, how the negotiation has gone. So... The city of Oakland asked the A's to um, submit a term sheet. It has all the details. has a It was a several hundred-page report on all of the um, all the logistics going into um, the Howard Terminal site, and they deliver it to the to the city. And there was some certain details about that term sheet that the city. One of them being that the city pay for eight hundred million dollars worth of community outreach and um, um the city or the a's uh the city the okay the, the in in the original term sheet in april that was oh in, yes sorry the a's ahead. requested that the that the city pay for 800 million dollars worth of community outreach and and expansion and funding and to help the the surrounding area um that was the biggest like kind of difference between the city and and the uh and, and and the team um so the city denied that term sheet and they instead of taking the a's term sheet and making um altercations and adjustments and negotiating those um those things um in order to come to a um mutual agreement they created their own term sheet and they delivered it to the a's and the a's and not only did they decide to deliver that specific term sheet at this city council meeting, um, uh, for, and the A, so they decided to do that at the city council meeting, and this was the first time the A saw a good amount of this language. So they asked uh, Dave Cavill if he accepts the term sheet and what the, his feelings were, and rightfully so, he said, there's a lot of language here that we had never even discussed and this is the first time seeing it so I can't knowledgeably look at this and make a educated decision on whether we can accept it or not so if I if my answer has to be today my answer has to be no we do not support this term sheet and then a city representative said more or less that there's no reason for us to be here if they don't um, accept these terms, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, the whole negotiation process has been a mess. I know I skipped around a lot, Julio, so you can fill in the blanks if you want to. But it um, it's a very w- odd negotiating tactic from both sides. Um, there's a lot of foul play going on. But at the end of the day, the city did vote in favor of that, uh, of the uh, Howard Terminal site and that term sheet. Um, where the A's go from here is a long uh discussion um there's been mixed reports out of um the oakland a's organization so their initial response is "What well, do you remember what his initial response was the word like specifically for word word for word uh not, not specific word, word for word
0: forward, but, but it's yeah. dave cavill's tone did change by in the end of day it they initially it was pretty sour in that moment um i think we were both on the zoom call <clears throat> uh with the city council members there and what's also pretty crazy is like they ran out of people for zoom so like i had to go and like jump into something else for a minute and then when i came back i lost my spot in the call so i had to like enter in multiple times but um he did have a better uh taste of it by the end of it uh by the end of the day he's like yeah we're still gonna work something out um so i also had kind of an epiphany right now so i think The reason why, look, we just want to reiterate this again. We're not experts on this. We're not, we didn't go to school. I went to school for communications. Chris went to school for film. Um, But I think we both do a good job of communicating to people who just don't have any research at all. And who kind of like outside perspective, because I think we do a pretty good job of kind of giving you this information um, on a pretty common denominator. So I just want to throw that out there. Uh, Now, what the vote means that if because the final vote was there was six yays, one Epstein vote, because uh, if I remember right, I can't remember the council member's name. But because of like, she was was the
1: one who I forgot her name, but it was the one who represents the Howard Terminal area. And she's she was the one who was like, I don't know why we're even here today. We're wasting our time. Well, <clears throat> uh, like if they're not wanting to negotiate with us that I can't remember her name either but yeah. she was the only abstention.
0: And then there was one nay who was uh Noel Gallo, and we'll we'll talk about him in a second he's going to get his own special segment. Uh but <laughs> what this what this yeah yes um what this vote means is that like it's going to continue the negotiation process. This whole date in the first place was very much a uh bogeyman tactic that was set, mm. at, at least from our perspective kind of <clears> reading from the people who have been doing the research from mlb and from the a's to be like oh if you don't get this done this is it and be, ever since then we've had a lot of extreme foul play from the a side especially yeah. you know dave cavill going to the golden knights game
1: he was in vegas
0: today he was Instead in vegas today he was at the in- press
1: conference mayor Schaff had
0: He was in the boring company tunnel doing, you know, stupid Elon Musk stuff. Um, But what this means is that, like, they're going to continue the negotiations. The biggest thing that's separating the two teams right now is something called the uh, IFD, which is the IFD. It's pretty much, like, how much money you're going to be receiving in tax to, like, help out. I can't remember the specific terms. But the difference maker at the end of the day or before this um, vote was $350 million. And it was like, it's at this point where if what Dave Cavill's been saying that the team has put close to 200 to $300 million in their own money for this project alone in terms of um, like researches, investigations, all that stuff like that. What's an extra $350 million? I don't know. Go <clears throat> on. You got a point. Good.
1: Uh, well, it, it's off of that. So when uh, that point, an issue came up to uh, this whole stadium situation, um, Gavin, Governor Gavin Newsom, not wanting the A's to leave California, um, had a very quiet um, vote at the Senate floor and the Assembly floor that would give the city of Oakland an additional $328 million, or no, $282 million, no, the number's way off, $282 million um, of financial assistance to help with that matter. Um, and it passed, so the city ha- kind of has that money set aside for um, to cover that cost. And though it's not all of it, the county, Alameda County, has committed to cover whatever the remainder cost be, to to cover that for the A's. So that was also a big talking point in that city um, council meeting. Um, uh, uh, Rebecca Kaplan, the city's uh, vice mayor, kept on reiterating that the... Uh, New Twitter follower, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Rebecca. Um, I believe it was her that was saying this, kept on reiterating that the a's would not be responsible for that 300 and was it 28 million dollars yeah 350 initially 350 million dollars that that would be covered that the this the city and the county would be able to to um take care of that because of what i just said the the state money and and the county will be covering the rest of it
0: yeah exactly so like if here's the biggest thing. And this is kind of the talking point I've been having with a lot of people who trying yeah. to like bank the argument for this like, for like, Oh, they are going to leave. Yeah. You go look, dude, we've never been in this kind of a situation where we, I don't think we've either been in some intense negotiations, but um, negotiations are hard. Mm-hmm. Negotiations take sometimes take a long time. And because there's so much back and forth because, Nobody is ever going to be happy at the end of the day. You just have to find a way to settle. Um, And I think we're at this point where this money is going to be coming through from the state. Shout out Gavin Newsom for that. Um, It sounds like there's going to be some sort of money coming from the county. And if John Fisher's cheap ass can't fork up whatever the difference is in it, it just shows you their heart was never in, in Oakland. Despite yeah. the rooted in Oakland, despite you know all this stuff, they did the 510 nights, whatever. It just shows, like at the end of the day, it was never going to be there. And there's a couple things we um, we will definitely we got to talk about this right now before we kind of lose track of it. That Marcus Thompson had a really great piece in the Athletic the other day, where he just kind of talked about you know the whole stadium dilemma, and he talked about how. Right now, the Bay Area is the sixth biggest market in the country. If you just take, let's say you take about 6 to 8% of that revenue and give it directly to the Giants, the A's would still be ahead of Portland as well as pretty far ahead of Vegas in that same area. And it makes absolutely no sense when it comes to our property value. What would make more money for you in the long term? Would it be Las Vegas where they're going to put them at a a desert plot where um, Bill Shankman, who's is it Bill Shankman? I can't remember. Who's the guy? Who's a uh, sports writer for the LA Times? Bill Plaschke. No, not Plaschke. Anyways, uh, he's actually been doing a lot of uh, stadium research as well for the A's, and he's like, by the time the A's were to have their first game in Vegas, there's going to be a hockey team, there's going to be a WNBA team, there's going to be a football team. And there's going to be a pretty good chance that there's going to be an NBA team there by that point. So you're going to be the fifth team in that market trying to take any piece of that chunk of that revenue from any of those teams where it's like the Golden Knights are a cash cow. The Raiders are going to be a cash cow for a long time. We'll see. And
1: All you need to do is look at L.A. and the Chargers and how well that worked out for them. Yeah. You just muted yourself, Julio. And the thing about the – thank you. The thing about the Chargers is their revenue <laughs> is going to be coming – comic relief. That, it's all good. We need yeah. some comic relief. The revenue from the
0: Chargers all – it's because of they have the name Los Angeles. Why do you think the, the Angels changed the name from the Angels to the Los Angeles Angels? Because of that market. If, you, if you're just within that market, which I think LA is number two – yeah, their number two market in the country. Of course you're going to make revenue because of just the name and how big of a populace you have there alone. I know Henderson's a growing city and people are starting to become more intrigued about the idea of leaving, going to Las Vegas, but there's even studies have been concocted in the last year and research has been, happening where like this myth of like, oh, the great leave of California, it's not true. I know multiple people who've moved, who I've known um, from out of state, who've moved to California in the... In a goddamn pandemic in the last year, there's no yeah. people are never gonna stop coming to California, mm-hmm. so it just doesn't makes it makes z- absolute zero sense why you would want to leave that market. There's so much money to be made there, even if you are the second fiddle team in that region. Look at the Angels. The Angels are huge, even though like they have an ass for forever, they're still a huge revenue bringer.
1: It just it doesn't make sense, but this. I I, I. The, the yeah. Chargers, I was more saying it currently kind of hasn't worked out for them because, like, let's face it, this city's a Ram city. Like, no one gives, or a Raider city, no one gives two shits about the Chargers. Yeah, but so it, does, we'll it if, doesn't we'll matter because we'll... you're still you're
0: still putting money in Stan Kroenke's pockets every time you're going to those games. And guess what? That stadium's gonna be filled even if it's not with Charger fans. You're still paying his. You're still paying them.
1: I don't know what that has to do with what I'm saying. Uh but uh, I'm, what I'm saying is I don't I don't their popularity's not there and like it you, uh, to your point of you being the fifth team in the city like I don't see it working out for them. I don't think that town is going to take the team at the well as well as other places and also like we don't know how how well the Chargers have done in SoFi with the full stadium yet. We'll see so, this season.
0: No, my point that I was trying to make because we saw this happening when they were playing in Carson at the mm-hmm. StubHub Center or whatever it was called. Yeah. Was that like, yeah, it was like 20% Charger fans because like NFL fans travel and, ev- and like every single game was filled by the opposing teams,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: fan base. That's going to happen here at the stadium. And yeah. when SoFi opens up, you really think there's going to be like, I'm going to Raider Chargers at the end of the year. That's going to be all Raider fans. going to be a home game practically. And yeah. every like when like the Eagles come in town and when like Buffalo comes in town, like those, those fans are going to travel. So no matter what, you're going to fill that stadium. But when you are the fifth team in a region, where I guarantee a majority of baseball fans who are in in Vegas already have their own team, um, and you have an eighty one game schedule, when you are the fifth team and there's so many other entertainment options in Las Vegas,
1: mm-hmm.
0: why are you going to go to a baseball game? Also, it's fucking hot.
1: Yeah, it like is I know hot. it's going it to be indoors. indoors. It would probably, but have to be like
0: indoors. still, like it's miserable. Did you see the clip the other day of? Um, um, there was a Garthborough concert at Allegiant stadium and people looked, there was just like a mob of people just trying to get to the stadium because the parking situation, I guess turned out to be a shit show and mm-hmm. it just looked miserable for people trying to get there. Yeah, And it just, it, it just doesn't make sense. But what this vote so, means.
1: Hold on. The first thing that yeah. my uncle's, cause I want to touch on your point. The first thing that my uncle's texted me yesterday, my uncle Mike, when he asked me about it, He's like, he, cause he didn't want to switch through Twitter. So he asked me like <clears throat> if I could break it down for him. And my, basically my response was tune into my podcast tomorrow. We're going to talk about it. Um, but, uh, one of the first things he says is tw- it, it's a $12 billion project. Like that's insane. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of how much it costs in California in prime location. Like this isn't like East Oakland. This is the you know, waterfront property. Um, Pretty, so like that's it, it yeah uh, I, I i don't I, if you're john fisher and you're willing to to, to throw down 12 billion dollars on this project like what's what's an additional 300 million that's what i don't get like i mean it's it's chump change to you and like i mean let's be honest you're not funding this whole thing by yourself so like get the fuck out of here like who, who are you kidding anyway
0: um yeah uh, obviously at the end of the day, still fuck that guy, but in favorable,
1: uh, I, I was more talking about like what you said with Marcus Thompson in terms of like the market and how much money yeah. like that can be made and stuff like that. And so like, yeah, you're paying to $12 billion cause it's California, but it's, you're going to get that back easily. So what does that vote
0: mean at the end of the day? Uh, it means the negotiations are still going to be going and beti- between the time that, uh, I think it was like the middle of May, end of May when the news came out that like, they're going to start looking at locations and they forced this date. Um, they've made ex- massive strides to find a midpoint. Now, yeah. Dave Cavill is saying he's hoping to get another vote or another converse- like city council meeting like this before their recess, which I believe is going to be like September. Yeah. Um, so we might be a little more concrete on what's going to happen next. Um, and then plus, we're still waiting for their environmental report to come out, which I don't think we're going to get till like November, closer to the end of the year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I would say if I, I see this as a win at the end of the day I think we, we the city of Oakland got what they want I think that's the most important thing is like it's Oakland first I understand this team means a lot to us and we got to work with them but you know these are this is a guy who's a billionaire he has so much money he can easily find investments from other places if he really needed that money to go through it um, I think he's just being completely cheap about this whole situation. Um, and so don't listen to people saying the Portland A's, the Vegas A's. I think we're good right now. It's just like, how hard is this team willing to make this work? Dave Cavill did sound a little more optimistic about it. Um, he And he's even said multiple times to not optimistic about it. And um, I think we're... We're not there, but we, we, to quote, you know, they keep using baseball analogies throughout this whole process, and it's just the fucking cringiest thing because sometimes
1: I don't think these people watch baseball. That shit was hilarious when they ended the meeting with that baseball. Yeah. Episode. Also, we're on I, the second out. I just gotta say, we're eighth inning. We're on the eighth inning. I'm just like, oh, yeah,
0: we're. The, yeah. Our, I'm like, I'm like, guys, shh, please shut up. There was some guy there like the rate. The, oh, <laughs> there was a. <laughs> there was uh, a. Community call that happened in the first hour. Someone's like, you guys lost the Warriors. You lost the Niners. And everyone's like... Um, what? <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> it went from like, we were losing by four. We're losing by two now. Mm-hmm. So, I'm optimistic.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, my whole big thing is like, you said, it it feel like... Is it, there's potential that the a, it feels like the A's are negotiating in bad faith. There are times where it does feel like the city council is negotiating in bad faith. The entire thing about instead of making adjustments to your term sheet, I'm going to make my own term sheet, and you're going to have to abide by my rules. It's like, look, is this a dick measuring contest, or are you trying to keep this team in Oakland? What the fuck are we doing? I've never heard any negotiation go that way. Dave Stewart came, went on the post I was just about game. to bring that up to you. And, and and he he Dave Stewart went on the post game. He's been a since he retired from baseball. He's been a uh, uh, a uh, a baseball and sports agent. He owns. He's a partner of a very successful um, sports management and uh, an agency company. And he says in his twenty years of be, of working or thirty years of of being uh, working in this business, negotiating deals, uh, being a sports agent. He has never negotiated that way he has never seen a negotiation go that way he has never went to an organization uh, an organization has never offered one of his players a deal and he goes back with a separate deal on his own no he makes adjustments to the term deal that you offered me and then he brings it back and he negotiates that way like that's not a thing so like who's negotiating bad faith here is it the a's or is it the city is the city just trying to just just really like you know they've been fucked over. They, I, I don't know. I mean, they haven't been fucked over, but you know, like, are they are they trying to strong arm the A's into 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 doing it this way? Like, they, they're just like they're the little brother who got picked on his whole life, and he's like, I'm gonna stand up now. Like, it's just it, it 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 doesn't make any sense. It doesn't don't don't do that, Julio. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. So, so you know, they need to they need to really like start like. Kind of being more cordial with 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 this this whole this whole thing because otherwise um, it's just gonna go nowhere and and they're gonna go to fucking wherever they're gonna go.
0: Before you say, I was gonna throw myself in that argument. We're both the little brothers, We've been tormented, but besides wrong,
1: the point, wrong time, wrong time, not right now.
0: Um, but yeah, no, it, it's there. Look, it's not it's not perfect. Oakland hasn't been playing they didn't play nice this past week absolutely not i know now whether what cavill was saying was a little bit more of a show and he probably did know a little bit at least some of what to expect or someone in his staff knew what to expect we won't know we don't know and i don't think we'll ever know because that just seems like the way these are going but i gotta say man um they kind of deserve it they kind of deserve it for how much this franchise and how much Major League Baseball has really kind of tormented not not just the city officials but like us, man, the fans. Mm. Like it, like we talked about it last week when we had Alex and Jason on. Man, it's it's been kind of it's been hard to watch this team sometimes because mm. that thought's looming in there, and you're seeing fucking Dave Cavill at a Golden Knights game. You see, even yeah, the no, talent. I mean, and the like, and serve, the so they deserve the foul play.
1: There. The A started the foul play. How well, did they start wait,
0: when did they start it? Or oh, the A's, I'm sorry. Never mind. You're gone. go the on. The
1: A's started the foul play with the whole going making trips to Vegas, making these announcements, Rob Manfred talking out of his ass which his response to the city council hearing it sounds like he had no idea what was going on i I don't know who i don't know who. he's too busy
0: hanging out with travis
1: scott i don't know i don't know i I did i don't know who's like who he has surrounding him like in terms of like his cabinet but they're doing a shit job and they should be fired because they do not inform him for anything i know he doesn't probably run his own like he doesn't like he didn't write that statement he probably just like read it and was like yeah that sounds good like they're not doing their due, due diligence so like he needs a he needs a, a new team around him for sure um but yeah the a started with the foul play but but this this whole like let's bring our own term sheet and like you can approve and you can uh, sign on to this like that seems very foul play as well like 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 they're trying to send a message so like yeah yeah no, the, a- the A's are more at fault, but I I don't – the city can't get off Scott clean in this. That's no, the way they, I see they, it. They, they, and, and I think our listeners deserve to know that they have been a little bit manipulative and deceiving as well.
0: <laughs> I I see a lot of like – um uh, well, how do I describe this? At least from hearing some of the conversations that they've had and then just kind of hearing some of the callers that they had. I see a lot of like that, uh, for lack of better words, like Berkeleyism in people still. Uh, where, like, there was somebody who called and was like, I'm a neo socialist and I don't think we should be supporting funding by a billionaire. Well, guess what, asshole? How do you think all those buildings were built in downtown Oakland or all this new re- all these new residential areas that you're probably living in in West Logan are built by those? There wasn't John Fisher. He well, probably it was all works the same tech people. company. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you work for... Okay. Oh, I'm a neo-socialist. Who do you work for? Pandora. Yeah. Oh, I work yeah. for... Who do you work for? Uber. Like, no. Look, don't... And, and that's exhausting. I think a, a lot of... You know, we, we know a lot of these people. We grew up in that world. I worked yeah. for Uber for for a couple of years when I was living, uh, living in Los Angeles. Not, like, driving, but a corporate Uber. So, like, look, man. If you're gonna make this work, the altar, you're you're gonna to have to. There's gonna be some bad people you have to deal with.
1: Yeah,
0: and if having to fund some extra pockets in order to kind of sustain a legacy that's been a kind of vital part of the community for the last six years is what it takes, then yeah, I'm cool.
1: Do you uh do you want to give your rant about Noel Gallo now and then we can uh, we yeah can let's
0: wrap this up Noel okay so yeah we'll, we're gonna this I wrap feel like we
1: I feel like uh you know listeners we we're we're doing our best we I think we gave you a pretty good summary of what of what's going on yeah and just just like Julio said it's not over um, but we are in the let's say third quarter let's take a different reference other than the baseball beginning the fourth. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, sure.
1: Uh,
0: but anyways, yeah, <laughs> optimistic. It sounds like things are going in the right direction. So good thing there. Uh, but also, I want to take this second real quick before we jump to Noel Gallo or Noel Gallo, whatever we call him. We have to give the biggest of shout outs to Casey Pratt. Casey Pratt, ABC7 News. He's a sports reporter. He's covered the A's for a long time. But in April,
1: for the A's for a long time.
0: Yeah. In April, he decided he's pretty much, he's like, look, a lot of people talk about the games and do play the games, go for it. I'm just going to take on this stadium situation head on and really just do my research about it. And he's actually done a fantastic job. I think he's done a really good job of kind of um, being able to co- conversate stuff that is really complicated and kind mm-hmm. of, uh, mundane and be able to pass around to people like us who are like, we don't know shit about any of this. He does a fantastic job. And I think if the stadium does go through and we're going to be sitting, we have a Howard terminal, the, the shovels in the ground, he should never have to pay for a beer in Oakland and the I East agree. Bay ever again. I know he lives in Livermore. My brother has seen him before in that area with hanging out of beer spots he should never have to pay for another drink ever again and his family if because he's i think he's been a big proponent of that
1: and, Speaking and of, shout out to a couple more people marcus yes. thompson has obviously Absolutely. done an amazing job um as well uh tim Calcami has done an amazing tim kowkami has been doing this for has been doing an amazing job with journalism for 30 years though so it doesn't surprise me but he's been doing a great job because and if you follow him on Twitter, he's really good at also translating the bullshit. He's a lot more aggressive than Casey Pratt is. But uh, if you guys know Tim Calcami, he's very aggressive. Um, but uh, um, he's been doing a great job. Um, and and uh, also Brody Brazil has been doing a great job on the broadcasting on Twitter, making it simple for people to understand.
0: And also our new friend, Alex Espinoza, Jason Burke. You know, yep. Alex has been putting out a lot of pieces of Rick and Anderson blog. Jason's been pumping out pod after pod talking about a lot of this stuff. So, yeah. you know, all of you guys, you know, we're in this together. Like, I, I don't want to reference High School Musical, but get the point. But anyways, uh, Noel Gallo. Megapod. He, never forget, he s- voted no because he's like, I think they have the site to build at the Coliseum. And they have the also own the Raiders training facility in Alameda. Where they can use that site too. I oh, don't. Didn't the Raiders train in uh, Napa? A Napa was uh, training camp. Training camp, but their actual tra- training facility is in Alameda. Got it. I've never heard somebody who has sounded so confident about <clears throat> how ill-informed they are than this guy is.
1: And one for. For those of you who don't know, he represents the East Oakland district where yes. the Coliseum sits. So and when that's he was also some information they should know. And when he put
0: his vote in, he had an ace banner behind him. He was wearing a rooted in Oakland shirt and he was yeah. very proudly saying no. Um and because he is and his reason for saying no is um we have a call they have a site. They have the Coliseum site, they have the they own it. Or own portion, a portion of it, they can build a lot. Which, look, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're absolutely not wrong. We've all been those parking lots. We've all, you know, it's a massive area. You could definitely build in it, and I do agree with you. But the thing is, they don't want it.
1: Hmm.
0: They've been saying for five forever. They don't want that space, because at the end of the day. It's not going to be as much of a revenue driver as like everything. Like if you go put it by a wallpark stadium and a water, uh, waterfront stadium, and then you're talking about building it at, at that facility where the Raiders training site was. Have you, dude? That is not a big space at all. What the hell's in Alameda? Only thing I know from Alameda is Faction Brewery. Um, the there's like a nice target they have there, and that's it. What the hell are you gonna they, do in Alameda, man? I have no offense, cool. Alameda.
1: I will say they have a pretty cool downtown. My friend Sierra used to live there and we go out around there. It's pretty cool, It's pretty cool. But like, besides the point, man. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like just tell, look, dude, if you just tell us, hey, I'm getting paid by certain longshoremen unions to make me tell this. So I'm just gonna say that's my vote. Cause look, we all know it. If you go online and you look up who's big parts of your donors and they've been showing up on Twitter, it is those people who are putting money in your pockets. So like, just say that man. You, or you just die and find a better argument besides they have a lot because like it's not gonna happen. We it makes the most sense, but like these they, like this ownership group are stubborn and they're not gonna make that happen. So but like, also
1: they, they have to compete with the stadium across the bay. Like that let's let's be honest. That's the reality of the situation. They have to compete with those people, the the people who are baseball fans but don't aren't necessarily a fan in this team. So what's the best way to do it? You get a stadium village. You make them stay there for a long time. Make them spend money in that area to build up that economy. If you do that at the Coliseum, it's going to cost a lot more money, a lot more money to try and build that there. They have the space. But it's gonna take time, it's gonna take money, and you can't just snap your fingers and build a stadium village. That's not a reality that people live in. Also, it's very dirty. You're gonna to have to clean up all of that area around there, clean up the homelessness, clean up the housing like developments that are there. It's just it's a whole project that you can't do. So I just wanna say this directly at my Uncle Mike, because he's been preaching to me for years. Why don't they fucking build it at the Coliseum site? They have that site, they just build it. This is why you don't build it there. Because it's gonna cost twice as much money and it's gonna just be a twice as long of a project when you have the stadium village at and Square already for you. You just need to build a stadium there and it's good to go. That's why you don't build it there. And the
0: argument to say that BART, oh, the BART uh, BART transportation takes you right there, you're right there. Which, again, not not a bad point. I think a lot of people agree with you with that. How many people still take BART to go to, or, excuse me, go to Oracle? <clears throat> how I mean, many I people still, still make bit. that, how many people still make that trek? Think about, and you know, us being Southern California residents. Yeah, Angel Stadium, you can take Metrolink and it'll drop you off right there. It's not the most convenient times, but you still can't do it. But, like, and people are still, more people are going to Dodger Stadium, despite the commuter hell that that stadium is. More people are going to Petco Park, even though, you know they have their own train system down there. Um, it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, that stuff is nice to have—that public transportation to get you there. Um, but it, it's not—it's not the end of the world with it. And it's like it, and it's shown because across the bay they've made it work.
1: And 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 you don't you don't. But th- again, you don't want people to leave that area. You want them to stay there. So you don't want to give them an immediate easy out.
0: <laughs> like you know, like. Hell yeah, dude, like Dodger Games, Yuck, yeah, I gotta walk to that long ass hill, but you bet your sweet ass I'm gonna go jump to the next place and get some tacos down on Sunset Strip.
1: Go down to uh shortstop on a uh, uh, in Echo Park. Yep, go to
0: shortstop, go hit up some, you know, Dave's hot chicken the, over the there. Long
1: night, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um
0: and if, if I'm in sit downtown San Diego, I have the gas lamp that's right there, man. Yeah. Oracle, even though I, I haven't been to Oracle in some time, but I feel like that those what was the place across the
1: street kind of overrated. I, I don't know I usually go to 21st Amendment see besides the point you, <laughs> if
0: you build it they will come alright Um, we should talk about also we never talked about what the name of this segment was pending we might change this but rooted in Oakland to to reboot it
1: <laughs> alright yeah we, we should we should we should wrap it up but I just want to say that tram that's gonna go from 12th Street Bart to uh, the stadium seems pretty cool it's gonna go over downtown yeah, anyway. I like it all right, here's the upcoming schedule, folks. This Thursday, four game series against the Seattle Mariners. Shamanaya is uh, going to be taking on. Chris Flexen. Yeah, let's do that. That's the name. Um, and then Frankie Montas is on Friday. Um, you know what? Who cares about who the opposing pitcher is? No, I'm uh, going to say this. No, hold on. No, okay, no. I'm going to give you these guys a good status from here. You take them from here.
0: Yusuke Kikuchi was the all star for the Mariners. Uh, he's been awesome. Him and uh, Otani went to high school together. It's great. Chris Bassett is going against Logan Gilbert. Logan Gilbert is their rookie. He's in an abs- he's an going to be their next stud pitcher. And then uh, closing out the series, Swervin Kohlervin. He's going against Marco Gonzalez, who has been a pretty solid pitcher the last few years. He's really fallen off. And I just want to say this. I know a lot of people might not be paying attention to it because Seattle's been asked for a long time. Uh, Seattle is six games above 500, and they're three game and a half games behind us. I don't think realistically them. they're going to catch the A's. Um, but just be aware. Don't get frustrated about this series if things go awry because they, they've they got a squad. they got a really good young squad. A few years from now, they're going to be a major problem. Um but and then next
1: Tuesday and Wednesday we're gonna be putting oh. Padres. Shamania and Ma- Frankie Montaz will be dishing that one out on Tuesday, Wednesday. So stay two for that. Nando,
0: guys. I just, I just like. There, you ever seen the shirt? It says it's of the Mandalorian, but to put Fernando Tatis's face that's on his uh, face.
1: I, that I have. That's actually pretty. I actually the, fuck with that shirt. Am going The lie. Mandalorian. Cool. Anyways, yeah. Padres are tight. I'm excited to watch um, that series. All right, Julio. Who is your player of the week? Hey, you know what? We already said
0: it to him. We already, I already said his name. I'm gonna just keep giving this guy his roses, Kevin, on him all year. Uh, Swerving Cole Irvin. He had a fantastic game. He
1: Fucking killed it,
0: dude. He, I, I know Jed's been awesome. I think it's toe over- to
1: toe with Shohei though, bro. Yeah,
0: but like, I think Cole Irvin's probably been like the best acquisition they made this offseason. He went toe yeah. to toe with Sho- with Shohei. Um, he's gone. He went seven innings. Uh, he gave up seven hits. He only walked one, and he he had three K. So the K numbers weren't super high. Um, but this was a guy that like, it was just kind of like a, oh yeah they traded for this guy and you can bring up the tapes from way back when when I was kind of doing my research on him. Um, I was like hey they might find something out of him, and guess what the guy has been, and excellent number five starter for the team he there was a lot of hype about oh shohei mlb put out a uh instagram or tweet tweet and it's like a graphic showing like oh shohei lord his ERA is blah 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 like, cool well guess what chris our cole Irvin lowered his ERA at 3.4 so cole Irvin, man orange county kids just keep killing the angels you love to see it him and james Cap- caprillion
1: yeah, you've been uh you've been uh calling that one for sure. Um and that's he's been a fun, fun guy to watch. It's interesting because his um his his uh rotations per pitches is pretty low to the average, but somehow he finds a way to get it done. He he must just have insane accuracy and in just hitting his spots.
0: Um somebody on our, our Twitter account, I can't remember the name at the top of the head, but they're like they kind of remind him of like a combo of Mark Mulder, Mike Fires, where like Mike Fires never had the really dominating stuff. Um, And that it just, and it's just like the combo lefty kind of thing that's going on. So I hope he keeps it up, especially as a number five guy, dude. You love to see it. So Cole Irvin, keep going, man.
1: So uh, I want to give a, uh, this isn't my pick, but I want to give a shout out to James Caprillion and uh, Jason. Rookie of the year. uh, who Who called that one. He's been killing it. His last start, six innings. Seven strikeouts dominated the angels that was a fun one to watch as well um but mine is gonna be you said it, but you know whatever jed lowry jed Lowry is hitting three forty six in the Jedediah. last seven games boy seven earned or seven uh, runs batted in three homers guy's been killing it he's only struck out twice so keep it up, jed um last fifteen games three forty five fun fun fact oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, wow. I mean, it's mostly the last seven games that I brought him up because he last fifteen he had eight strikeouts, but that only two strikeouts. Man, that's what's that's what's that's what's really crushing his his um his um batting average. Um, oh, he hasn't really walked that much, but nine hits. So yeah, he's been great, and he needs to keep it up because we need him. He we need him at that number two spot in the order. So good job, Jed. Oh yeah. All right. Last week, Julio. Um, <laughs> Um, our boy Stephen Scotty, who we just shitted on this podcast, so uh, he was he was your essential tailgate tool of the week. So,
0: so I just want to say before we we can move to your guy. The reason I set him up it was like this is the do or die week for him. If he puts yeah. on a good week, it kind <clears> of <throat> can show that like all right, we can rely on him to kind of be our everyday guy. And he did it. He went over six. He struck out four times. So yeah, yeah. Out, an outfielder
1: is coming sooner or later. It is minus Frankie Montas crushed it. He only had one start, but it was. Pretty nice. Seven strikeouts. Um, He did get the loss because the bullpen failed. Well, no, actually the bullpen didn't fail him. He had no run support. Um, uh, Six innings, six hits, only two run runs. Great job, Frankie. Um, Keep it up. You start two games this coming week. Um, I don't want to see the classic shitty third third game. Um, Shit the bed. Um, Let's keep it going, bro.
0: That's my second half MVP, so I hope so too. Um, And then for this week, for me, uh, I'm going with Mark Canna. He's been back in the lineup for about pick. this point. He's gonna like going to be back in the for a week now. Um, he's, he's showing a little bit of that thunder, what kind of makes him so good with this team this last week, just being patient at the plate, getting that pitch count up, kind of letting the rest of the guys in front of him or behind him to kind of see what's going to be coming up next. Mm. But with the really tough series, two tough series, with Seattle and San Diego coming up, Um, I can see him kind of really go into the next level. So Mark Hanna, you're my guy this week.
1: Uh, Mine's going to be very similar for similar reasons, Ramon Laureano. Um, Because of that, because we're going up against the Padres, we need the run support. So Mark's back, so that means that he goes back to one. Uh, has have they been moving? Have they been moving everybody down? Is that how they've been doing? I haven't been noticing, I've been done a terrible I job know. So,
0: that. um, it, at least the, the last couple games, uh, Elvis was hitting two, um, he's been but,
1: playing well, so I, yeah, understand but then why. Ramon
0: was really kind of he beat up the Angels these last couple of days, like, yeah, even, so that he does. Yeah, three run
1: home run, yeah.
0: And then he hit the the double. I think it was like a 2-3 run double yesterday. So yeah. I'd imagine he's going to move back up. You know how Bomo likes it once you get those guys. You yeah, can't so Mark
1: 1, Ramon 2, Lowry 3, Olsen 4. And then you move Even Jed's been hitting 4,
0: though, which is I awesome.
1: I would rather have Jed hit 4 than, than Olsen. I want Olsen to get more at-bats.
0: Yeah, and I think yeah. Jed, Jed seems like a better situational hitter i don't i don't see olsen's
1: a better base runner too
0: yeah yeah absolutely uh, yeah yeah just keep that going i think that's really yeah. smart of bell to kind of keep that going yeah
1: all right cool that'll do for our pod it's a long one but um it was important
0: so. long bit of porn, yes um just make sure give us a follow on twitter at the town tailgate we're so close to 500 followers I don't, I don't think we're going to do anything special. Let's make sure to keep those followers going. If you're not following us, liking and subscribing us on our YouTube page as well as our podcast, please do yeah. so. Chris has actually been doing a lot of really cool stuff with YouTube. He's been breaking down its segments. So if you don't feel like listening to us ramble for an hour and a half and just want to hear us specifically talk about the the ballpark project for 20 minutes, cool. He'll
1: have it set up for you. Uh, and, yeah. and all of our episodes are timestamped now too. So if if uh, if you only want to hear Stadium Talk, in the date, in the uh, description will be exactly when we start that. Uh, if you only want to watch the Big Three this week, you can watch uh, um, a clip or the twenty minutes or thirty minutes, whatever we did on the Big Three on our YouTube channel. I'm making I'm making it easy on you, easier on you folks because um, we want to keep you guys around um, and tune in every week and subscribe. Uh, and subscribe to Around the Diamond, because we're part of their podcast network, and they are cool. The guy just went to, so, Big
0: grin. yeah, he was on a, uh, we were like, oh, they haven't posted stuff. The guy was in Miami. He was on vacation. Yeah,
1: he, he went to, he went to a game, right?
0: He went to Marlins game, which, yeah.
1: That's cool, I guess.
0: I I, I want to see the giant dolphin statue. it's it's in the out, it's yeah. outside
1: the stadium now but it's man. David Samson he built a monstrosity, but it's fine. Uh, we'll see you next week folks last but not least Julio let's go Oakland Keyword there is Oakland The town tailgate is an independently produced podcast. It is written and executive produced by this guy, Chris Madrigal, (laughs) and my partner in crime, Julio Reynoso. It is sound mixed and edited by yours truly. Social media management and marketing is run by, once again, my partner, Julio Reynoso. And a special thanks and shout out to my brother, Larry Madrigal, for composing and producing our theme song, as well as graphic designing our album cover and artwork. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Please tune in next week. Please subscribe. And last but not least, as we always say, let's go Oakland.